You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday, continuing some of our discussion from yesterday's show regarding everything going on around the NBA, the country, the world. We also have an update from the NBA on the the final day of the new resumption of the NBA, whatever that's going to look like, will be. It's a pretty interesting date. There's some ties to something going on in New Orleans, which is kind of cool. could make for a very fun day. We'll look at that, but it also gives us some insight onto what we might see when the regular season, or whatever we want to call this, resumes. And then we're going to continue the discussion of the all-time best Hornets, Pelicans, Jazz roster that we're constructing. We've got some of the guards down. We've got some of the front court uh, guys down. Let's nail down the rest of the front court players, and then we'll get into the wild card spots on. Friday, since I think that might be the most interesting discussion. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They've got an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need and more. So continuing the discussion from yesterday's show about the protests going on in America, the racial inequality, uh, the police brutality, all of it, which is a very important thing and frankly is just everywhere when it comes to sports. You can't get away from this right now, nor should you really want to try and shy away from these difficult things to face if you're white or not necessarily going through all of these directly. You don't want to kind of just turn away and have escapism for it because that is how these things continue on in that in some degree is a sense of complicity with it. So it's not a good thing. So we're not going to shy away from it here. In fact, the network has encouraged us to keep talking about these things. And on today's edition of Locked On NBA, John Corrales and I discussed a lot of these things in what I think is one of my more favorite podcasts that he and I have ever done together. I love working with John. We have a lot of fun on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, getting very silly on there all the time. But this is one of those days where it's like these are important conversations to have, and I'm glad we were able to do it in a very productive manner, you know, as productive as two white dudes talking about this stuff can be. Uh, he posed an interesting question, which I talked a little bit and touched on cursorily yesterday about, you know, what is the importance and why do teams uh, need to put out statements, even if they're a little bit hollow, around some of the protests going on? Why are you putting out these statements yesterday versus a week ago or what have you? And I'd said, I think it's important because, you know, these organizations are pillars of the community that they're in. There are a lot of people's identities. How many of you, you know, identify as a Pelicans fan? I'm assuming if you're listening to this, most of you do. And how much of that is part of like your core identity, like who you are deep down? How upset do you get after a loss? How angry are you still at Anthony Davis? And if you feel all of those things, this is a big part of who you are, this organization. And so, you know, if you 
agree that there's police brutality. If you see all of these injustices and they frustrate you, wouldn't you want what is a big part of your identity in the organization to come out against this and take a very strong stand? And we were talking about this in terms of the New York Knicks who aren't putting out a statement, instead send an email around internally saying, we're not going to put out a statement. And it's just, it's stupid. It's dumb. There's no reason not to. And unfortunately in 2020, you do need to say, yes, I don't like racism. That's where we are right now. It's it's unfortunate. It doesn't make sense that we should have to say that. But this is, in fact, the world that we live in. So when we see the New York Knicks statement, you know, I thought it was interesting. And I so I was a little more critical than maybe I should have been about the Pelican statement on yesterday's show. I, you know, I would have liked to have seen some just strong line in the sand language that they didn't use and maybe a little bit less patting themselves on the back for some of the things they did. And I think those criticisms are valid. But there is much more substance to that letter that Gail Benson put out, that statement that Gail Benson put out, than a lot of other organizations. So I do want to give the team a lot of credit for that. And I'm willing to see what you know they say they're going to do and show us specific examples of them really taking kind of the messages to heart. But tying it into something that went on with the Knicks, and in there James Dolan said something. He goes, look, I'm not the qualified to speak on what's going on right now. And he's 100% right. That is a factual statement from James Dolan. That dude is not qualified to speak about racism in America, about police brutality, inequality, and all of that. But in his statement, he really didn't seem like he had a willingness to learn more about it, to be able to speak accurately and appropriately about what's going on in the country. And that's a very disappointing thing to hear. And look, this guy who's given a lot of money to Trump, who got married at Mar-a-Lago. So I think it just shows you exactly, exactly who this dude is. And that's fine. Show us your true colors. You know, at least you know. And, you know, whether people want to support you after that or not is, is up to you. And frankly, when you look at the changing demographics in America in terms of younger people, you know, they want the organizations they support that they pay money to in some capacity to align with their values. And if you're not going to do that, they will stop supporting you. So the Pelicans to come out and put out that statement and at least start to form committees that are going to create some tangible change is keeping kind of in line with all of that. But the biggest thing is that, frankly, yes, you know, you have Gail. Benson, who has donated to Republican causes, Tom Benson has donated to Republican causes, doing some cursory search through the open databases that are out there. I don't see anything to Democratic candidates, and that's fine. But it does seem like they are willing to listen, willing to learn, and willing to actually enact change. So even if their statement doesn't say some of the language we'd like to have seen in there, they're at least open to re, you know understanding more about what's going on, whereas a guy like James Dolan doesn't care, doesn't want to, isn't planning on it. And so eventually I feel like it puts the Pelicans in a much better position than say the Knicks to actually enact change and kind of go along with what should, you know, what's kind of the moral obligation that they have to do. So I commend the Pelicans certainly for that. Um, and maybe it was a little too harsh on the statement yesterday, though could have said some better language in there. But, you know, after really thinking about the Knicks stuff and other things going on, Pelicans seem to be doing a lot of the right thing. So I'm happy to see that. I'm very happy and excited and hopeful about some of the changes that might be coming from it.
All right, so we'll get to the NBA's end date, at least, in a couple of moments. But first, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. I'm actually very excited they're sponsoring the show because I've been using them. I am semi-restoring a car from 1976, and it can be very difficult to find parts for that sort of thing. I'm a big car guy. I like trying to do car repairs myself. And sometimes you need a part because something went wrong, and you need it right away. And you go to AutoZone, Napa, any of those. And they might not have the part you're looking for because frankly there's a ton of makes and models out there right now and it's not easy for those places to keep every single thing in stock even online so it's impossible often to get the exact part that you need and all of a sudden you're kind of being asked to you know ask questions that you might not know the answers to well rock auto makes it all un- rockauto.com makes it all unbelievably easy for you to get the parts you need at the lowest ba- price basically i just ordered a master cylinder for my car it was 40 percent cheaper at rockauto.com than it was at one of the other national chain stores so rockauto.com a great way to repair your car fix up your car save a little bit of money whether it's your daily driver or classic you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers their catalog is unique and easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and different prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably uh, low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So in NBA resumption news, we have maybe the date that the league will absolutely end on, and they've announced that it's going to be October 12th. This is an interesting date for a number of reasons. It seems kind of late. You know, I think the league would have liked to have had things wrapped up maybe in September, you know, middle of September, maybe a month before. This is about a month later than maybe what we were expecting when talks originally started, you know, like three months ago now at this point. So, you know, things obviously have changed a lot. What's also very interesting is that because this date is so late, that does seem to indicate we will have a somewhat lengthy, I don't really know the right word, ramp up period for the NBA, whether it's a regular season, a play in tournament before you really get to the playoffs. That October 12th date is game seven of the NBA finals. What's also absolutely awesome is it's going to be the greatest sports day potentially in New Orleans history. You're going to have Zion Williamson hitting the game winner over the Los Angeles Lakers because we're in a weird playoff format. They can face off in the finals now, right? In the NBA Finals, Game 7 winner with Anthony Davis, like right over Anthony Davis. Or no, screw it. He dunks right over Anthony Davis. Um, This goes back to the identity thing we were talking about before in the first segment here. Uh, And so, yeah, he dunks over Anthony Davis to win the NBA Finals as a rookie, MVP to Zion, getting New Orleans a basketball championship in his first year. Future looks bright, basically instant Hall of Famer. And then, and then later in the night, we get... 
A Monday night football game. Chargers at Saints. Drew Brees throwing for nine, eight touchdown passes. He's got to throw for one more than what Joe Burrow did in the national title game. So eight touchdown passes, 1,200 yards in that game too for him as they just run roughshod over the San Diego Chargers. It is going to be a fantastic day that, you know, only a quarter of the fans in the Superdome will be able to watch. But whatever, we're all going to be excited and celebrating. It is going to be so much fun. Um, we can hope at least, right? That would be really cool, wouldn't it? Uh, but I think the biggest thing from this end date certainly is that there's going to be a big ramp up period that will give the Pelicans a somewhat chance to get into the playoffs. I'm not going to say it's good. I'm not going to say it's bad that they're going to have a chance to get that, you know, that their chance to get in will be bad, but they certainly are going to have a chance to get in. And I think that's really all you can ask for with all of this, but it should be, if it gets to a game seven that day, be a very fun sports day regardless of whether the Pels are in the finals or not. So we'll finally get into the final spots of the final front court spots on the all-time Pelicans roster. We'll wrap those up today. Before we do that, though, today's show also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with unbelievable flavors, including nut-free flavors that are produced in a nut-free facility. I eat these for lunch every day. I go work out around 11.30, 12, have one of these right after. kind of keeps me going. It's a low-calorie meal replacement that also gives me the protein I need. It's perfect. You have ones that have 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs, or you can go with 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It's basically got everything you want, and it also tastes delicious. On Wednesdays, when I co-host with John Krause on Locked On NBA, he just reordered for a third time. He loves these things. They even are introducing new flavors, and I am excited to try the pineapple upside down cake one. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. Again, use promo code Locked On for ten dollars off over at BuiltBar.com. All right, finishing off today's show here, we are going back to the all-time Pelicans, Hornets, Jazz roster that we've been building. Again, covers the Jazz years here in New Orleans. Also, the and then everything since 2002, the year the Hornets moved here and played their first game. So we've been looking at doing this in the all-star format. You've got four guards, six front court, and two wild card spots. The guards, I've said, pretty cut and dry. Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, Baron Davis, Pistol Pete. Very easy. Front court. David uh, David West, Anthony Davis, two shoe-ins there. I also added Truck Robinson from the New Orleans Jazz era because his numbers were flat-out ridiculous. We also decided we were going to put Peja Stoyakovich on there too. So that's four of the six. I like that so far. Who are the other two? This is where things kind of get a little bit dicey because I think there's four or five players you can really, really look at with this that seem to make a lot of sense. I just don't feel good enough putting Ryan Anderson on this list for whatever reason. He always kind of underwhelmed me a little bit with his play in here other than the occasional flamethrower game that he would have, so I'm not going to put him on there. The guy that I do think absolutely needs to be on it is going to be Jamal McGlure. I think I like him on there as a front court player for the team, playing center, Maybe play him a little bit at power forward, but by primarily center, getting the big cat in there just kind of feels right. In three seasons with New Orleans, he averaged 12 points per game, 10 boards, got to the free throw line five times, shot 72% there, um, gave you 1.3 blocks per game. Uh, just kind of a tough-nosed guy that's a lot of fun to have on this roster that I think just kind of fits 
I like him. I, you know, I kind of want to have him in there. It kind of represents part of that Baron Davis era too. And then it leaves open who's the next guy. And that's the real big question. You know, Tyson Chandler makes a lot of sense. And, you know, at times I feel like I'm leaning towards putting him in on there too. But I think he covers a lot of the same things that Jamal McGlure does. And you'd like someone that has some more three-point shooting, but you don't really have that in kind of the front court for this team. Uh, So, yeah, screw it. Let's put Tyson Chandler on there, too. Ten points per game, 11 rebounds. You know, you really are just bringing him in more for defense when it comes to this roster, being that rim protector that you'd like to have to kind of just deter people away. As part of those really good Hornets teams, he was great down low defending and just injuries, unfortunately, robbed him of a very good career here in New Orleans, though he's gone on to have a very nice career overall. Um, but I'd like to see him on there. He's still representative of that. You got four of the guys from that Crescent City Connection team, though. I think Tyson Chandler is maybe the guy you could leave out and instead include a guy like PJ Brown, uh, who would maybe be the other one that I think you could really have on the team, but I just don't see it enough. I don't really like having kind of two centers in Tyson Chandler and Jamal McGlure, but unfortunately, Pickings kind of get a little bit slim when it comes to some of the guys on this team. So that's my front court. So your start, your, your 10 main guys before the wild card spots. Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, Baron Davis, Pistol Pete, Anthony Davis, David West, Truck Robinson, Peja Stoyakovich, Jamal McGlure, and Tyson Chandler. Again, Chandler, I think you could leave off. Or you, you know, you pick one of him or McGlure and sub someone else in, and I'm not going to be upset if that's what you do. So let me know on Twitter again, at Nola Jake, if you'd make a different decision there. And that's going to leave the wild card spots open. You know, I think probably it's right to put another guard on there and another front court player on there. And who those are really kind of are up for an interesting debate. Do you go with someone like Brandon Ingram right now? Do you go with a guy like Zion Williamson right now, maybe even Lonzo Ball, to try and round out the team? Or do you want to kind of keep the exercise a little bit more how it should be, which is not putting those guys on there because, frankly, you know they haven't even played a full season in New Orleans. So, of course, they shouldn't be on the all-time roster, though certainly they should be, you would think, be in contention in the future if we do this in another four or five years, that they easily could be on that sort of thing. What about a guy like David West? Would he be worthy of making the all-time New Orleans roster? He's got a lot of time in Charlotte, but what about here in New Orleans? And so these two wild card spots, I think, are really interesting to look at. Maybe even a guy like Trevor Ariza if you want another wing out there. Um, so we'll look at all of those and make the decisions on that and finalize the like the full all-time roster in the next episode of Locked On Pelicans, which is going to be on Friday. So that's a good spot here to end the show. So thank you all for listening. Thank you to the sponsors, rockauto.com, for all your auto parts needs. I use them a lot. It's actually very useful. And Built Bar, go to builtbar.com. Use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order. Those things are awesome. I eat them daily for lunch. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all on Friday. Friday.